Hey guys, this is ARW Raw. I am so excited to be talking today with my good friend, Hannah Kelly. She is an incredible woman who is in politics, the film industry, and a lot of other stuff. So how are you doing today, girl? Hey, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today, Amanda. I'm so excited. Thanks for being on the show. I've just wanted to showcase your opinions and your place in the world for a long time now. And just having become friends with you from working on set with you and stuff and having a lot of mutual friends. And then you're working on the Jewish-ish video. That really got me thinking, you know, I think Hannah would be great for this show. So, you know. I'm honored. I'm just honestly so excited. Uh, meeting you on set was such a, like, I could just tell from your energy that you're such a hardworking person and that you're, I don't know, I, sometimes you just get that feeling when you meet someone that you're going to work well with them. And I kind of, you know, got that from you, of course, as a friend and a collaborator. So I'm really excited yes. to um hopefully work on more things in the future. It's weird that everything is on a hold at like a standstill right now, I, especially in the entertainment industry. I don't work in the industry, um, you know, full time. I've done some projects on the side here and there, but I can only imagine how uh, crazy that must be if you go from working, you know, most days on a set to like everything is is canceled right now. I know it's crazy. Um, like I was supposed to be working on that Sony movie with my internship that I was doing with Psycho Films and it completely just fell through because obviously no productions are happening. You know, people cannot work from home. Just you can't shoot a movie on Zoom, <laughs> despite what people think. You cannot. <laughs> it may happen. I don't know. Maybe someone will get creative. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm producing um, a short documentary and a short film for my production class right now. And they're both actually starring Jordan. <laughs> and it's amazing. Yes. And it like that works out because we're quarantined together, you know, and like I do have really nice camera equipment and my phone and stuff. And I have a lot of artistic talent. But there are a lot of people who are members of the set or members of the crew rather who are lighting or the best boy electric or those type of things and they really are out of work because they can't just do their job at home because they're assisting the people who are shooting the film you know what I mean exactly yeah it's kind of the time the perfect time to like you know make YouTube videos like you're doing make podcasts do things from home but obviously that's not everyone's jam so it's a very um distressful time which I think kind of leads into a good segue with what I do uh, for work full-time. Um, I'll just say that I'm politically active here in uh, Los Angeles County and my job does correlate to that um, for some <laughs> for some ethical and um, should I say, I don't know, legal reasons. I'm not always like authorized to talk too much about, um, you know, what I do necessarily, but, um, but I'm happy to like share a lot of resources when it comes to like questions that people have um, on coronavirus. So the first thing I want to say is that uh, our city, the city of LA and um, LA County have just been really amazing when it comes to getting information out to people and really stepping up to the challenge, um, as well as the state we live in. I consider myself really blessed to be living here um, during this time, because just like, wow, we've really ramped up like every resource possible like people are actually getting tested now and we didn't even know what this was months ago so like I'm happy about that personally I mean it's weird to even say happy right now but that's just kind of how I feel that we're lucky to be um, in a place where uh, you know the government is uh, caring about the health of, of people and prioritizing that over things that we all think are important, you know, like going back to work um, and kind of resuming our life as normal, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I mean, you said it pretty perfectly. I just don't think anything will ever be back to normal because it's kind of like what you're saying where the state is providing these resources and all these hardworking people like you and your team and everyone else who works in the political and the government level spheres are really helping people survive right now. And I agree that California and LA are great places for women who have political ambitions to be active in right now, because it's a very difficult time. But you know, it's really good 
to see people like you actually putting the work in and working tirelessly to solve these complex problems for us, not just for the greed of the DC government or anything like that, you know, being from the Washington DC area, I've seen how a lot of people in politics are very greedy and it's all about them. And it's all about just, they don't care about the state of the world. They just care about how much money's in their pocket and how they look and how they seem and being in these high up social circles. But it really means a lot to see people like you who are authentic and genuine and hardworking and actually being on the ground, helping people. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, as a young woman in uh, working in the political sphere, I never really saw myself um, in this, you know, in this world at all, you know, growing up. Um, you know, my mom always, my parents wanted me to become a lawyer, of course, or like a doctor, but I'm really bad at math. So <laughs> I I really didn't know what I wanted to do growing up. Um but as I got uh, closer to the point where I was considering, you know, colleges and everything, I just was weirdly obsessed with what was going on in the world politically. You know, at that point, Obama was still president. Things were still, in my view, looking pretty good. But I just started to like open my eyes to how much inequality there is out there, you know, um, how so many people work hard and uh, you know, really are out there struggling to make, you know, the American dream come true in a sense. So as I got more open to those kind of concepts, you know, I did, I will put a disclaimer, I grew up myself, you know, like upper middle class to middle class, like always pretty lucky. Um, you know, never, I never really went without, but I just didn't see that it was right that I had other classmates um, and other you know, people that I thought were working really hard too, and that maybe, you know, our government and our uh, systems that are in place just aren't doing enough uh, to help all people. And um, that's, that's kind of what I saw and what I was um, inspired by and continue to be inspired by, honestly. It's really important to help all people. Like, that means so much to me that you are that type of person, you know, ever since we did meet on our mutual friend set that I was um, on in that film. It was, I think it was Reed, right? We were in his, we mm -hmm. were in his shoot yes. and we were with um, Erica and a bunch of other of our friends and stuff. And it was so cool just to meet you and get your vibe because even though you were working on costumes and stuff, which you did an amazing job at, by the way, I felt that you had these very strong points of view and that you wanted to help people because you're just a good person and that you want to see everyone succeed. And I feel a similar way how you feel about helping everyone because I also grew up very um, upper middle class, you know, middle class and being from a very affluent area. I've seen the damages that happen when rich people think that they don't need to help people who are in different places in life than they are. And it's important for people who have our position in life where we have been very privileged to be able to share and help with people who cannot have the same resources that we have. Absolutely. I think that's very important. And um, I'll segue a little bit into uh, some of the, you know, things I've been noticing with uh, coronavirus and what's going on recently. Mm -hmm. So really there are a record amount of people in the state and in the country that have uh, applied for unemployment. I'm sure you've heard um, a lot of people out there are following the news. It's just, it's insane. Um, and obviously very uh, tragic and unfortunate. Uh, but I wanted to say that um, I think that what a lot of people don't know is number one, how to apply for unemployment. Um, whether or not they actually can um, apply for unemployment and like kind of what they should do and how to go about that process. So what I've seen a lot is um, people having a hard time like going online and kind of figuring it out. And so they try to maybe call the unemployment office and they try like, you know, once or twice a day, they try every day and they just keep calling and calling. And I will say that the state unemployment office has just, it has been completely slammed with work. They have added 
200 new employees, I believe, in the past uh, few weeks to prepare for the influx and calls. And they're literally working seven days a week um, from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., but they still can't even keep up with how many um, calls that they're getting and how many, um, you know, just applications. But they are, I will say, they are getting those benefits to people very quickly. Um, they they haven't really had any significant, significant I couldn't say that, delays in um, actually giving people their unemployment. Right. I think the confusion just comes that this is new for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people haven't had to do this before. So um, I think one thing that could be helpful is for everyone, if anyone on here is listening and they need to do this, like call your local representative, your city council member, your um, state senate or assembly office if you have um, questions on how to um, access these resources because I think you could get a lot of help there and at least you could talk to a live person that can kind of walk you through um, okay you're having this question let me answer it really quickly um, that is a really helpful resource no matter what you're going through at this time I think like I've also talked to some people who have a lot of questions about, oh my gosh, can I be evicted during this time? Um, not to, uh, you know, put him on the spot too much, but my own brother was having questions about this because uh, he works in the restaurant industry and he obviously lost uh, both of his jobs and, um, you know, currently is getting unemployment. Um, but he was really kind of getting worried about paying his rent. He was able to, to pay his rent for this month, but he was like, well, what happens? Like, you know, do I have to sign a contract with my landlord? Do I have to, um, you know, pay back my rent in this amount of time? Because I don't know when I'm going to be back at work. Um, so really the city and the county have been stepping up to offer as many resources to people who are having questions about uh, paying their rent and whether or not they can get evicted at this time. So again, calling your local representatives on that can be so helpful rather than just, you know, not knowing what to do and getting yourself in kind of an awkward situation with your landlord or um, I think a lot of people are just feeling really anxious right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel like that. there's just a lot of people um, who don't understand where the resources are and how to access them. And it's very important that you and other people are advocating for the resources that are available to people. And I've noticed actually a lot of celebrities have been asked by, you know, Mayor Garcetti, by the governor, Gavin Newsom, a bunch of other people to advocate about unemployment, all about health care benefits you can receive if you apply for certain packages, all about the relief that you can be provided with rent and everything or have um, be able to back pay everything later on. I think there's just a lot of people who don't do the proper research because it's not right in front of them. And I think it should definitely next time something like this happens be way more uh, available, I would say very prominent online. And there should be very clear ways to apply for these resources because people like you are the people helping others, but you're not the one who's in charge of the whole campaign and putting it out there and getting people to know, okay, I can get access to these things. I can be able to not get evicted. Like I can live here. Like I'm having trouble with all of my unemployment applications. People should be able to call the state representatives and know that they can call the state representatives and actually access these I don't know, like, I would just say these resources that they could use to do better in the situation, because there's a lot of people who cannot even afford to eat right now. Totally. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Uh, I think one of the issues kind of goes back to, you know, a lot of people just don't even know that they have local representatives. Like maybe they voted in one of the most recent elections, but, you know, they don't really remember who they voted for. Um, and I think that that kind of comes down to, like, I don't know, where do I go? What do I do? What does my government do? So um, now is a time that there are a lot of resources that are out there. So really, if anyone is financially struggling, um, you can at least get some answers. And um, luckily, we have the internet. <laughs> um, and 
that's just that's really helpful because obviously you can find so many resources online um but but also it you can easily search for you know who your state representative is you can easily search for who your uh city representative is you know you can call the mayor's office mayor garcetti's office um you can even call um, Governor Newsom's hotline. Um, he has a hotline on coronavirus questions. So if you're having questions about literally anything um, regarding this, there there is really so much out there. It's just really about, um, you know, kind of utilizing those resources. And um, so hopefully people are <laughs> more so than ever. And I, I hope it's kind of, you know, a lesson that, um that the government can be more maybe accessible to people after this. Um, because I think a lot of people um, were like, oh, they, they just didn't think about what happens if I need unemployment, you know? Like, we don't want to go there. We don't want to think about these kind of worst case scenarios in our everyday lives. But um, unfortunately, sometimes they are realities, Yeah, like right? now it um, is the worst case scenario. And there's people like Jordan who have lost all of their jobs, you know, he works as an actor, as a realtor, he worked for a bank, he worked Lyft sometimes just for extra money. And those are all the sort of things where you cannot do that right now because interacting with people. And he got his unemployment stuff, but there are a lot of people who do not get their unemployment because they're not as diligent as he is. I think the internet has dumbed a lot of people down um, to a sense, you know, especially us millennials and even more so people in Gen Z and people on the back half of Gen Z. Like, I'm in between millennial and Gen Z. So it's very much of a place where everyone's just on YouTube and on Snapchat, and Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. And people are just more engaged with watching people take selfies and show their boobs in the camera than actually look up political information or the news or to understand what's going on. And they only understand what's going on once a celebrity like Kylie Jenner, let's say that they follow, and then it's too late for them because they didn't start looking into these things. And there's a big backup of people who have applied for unemployment and the website's breaking and all this stuff. So I just really like hope that out of the situation, a lot more young people get more tuned into what's going on around them and understand what they need to do as steps to take toward where they need to be in order to thrive during this type of situation. You know, you don't just want to survive. You want to thrive. You want to have a plan in place you know I am graduating on May 15th which is pretty crazy and I'm just ready to start looking for jobs in production and in entertainment and stuff but clearly there's no jobs right now so you know just working from home and focusing on figuring out okay I'm just gonna make I'm just gonna make content I'm just gonna keep connecting with my contacts and keep my eyes out for when things start opening up but a lot of people do not have the basic common sense to even do stuff like that and that kind of makes me a little bit depressed for the world you know <laughs> yeah sometimes it's a little um you know gloomy to think about you know people that don't want to go vote in the elections and like they don't want to participate you know like they don't yeah like they don't want to be a part of it because yeah they're just like what does my vote matter it's just one vote but like if everyone thinks like that that's how people like trump get elected because people just want to not vote Exactly. And I will say, I didn't even know that uh, Kylie Jenner or any other celebrities were actually trying to promote some of the government resources that are out there. I think that's fantastic. And I commend them for, for doing that and really using their platform for good. Um, I have seen some uh, posts from, you know, this celebrity has donated to coronavirus research and things like that. And it's just so critical that they do use whatever platforms that they have to try to do some good right now. Um, unfortunately, not everyone thinks like that necessarily. And, um, you know, it is what it is. But, um, but I think that that's very useful and very helpful that, you know, at the very least, we have some people that are out there, um, trying to spread, uh, you know, some useful um, words of encouragement for people. Because, I mean, I get it. I'm watching a lot of Netflix right now, right? I'm using TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I think just as much as everyone else out there, it's a very, <laughs> um, it's kind of a boring time. You know, I feel like I I don't have that much to do other than work. Um, it, yeah, it is a very so. boring time. I feel the same. Like, because there's not much else you can do. Like, yeah, it's fun to make a little TikTok video. Yeah, you know, posting blogs on YouTube. Yeah, 
starting my Patreon to do live music. I mean, all this stuff that, you know, is can be seen as fun, but it's more like fun for the people watching. And it's, I, I enjoy, I genuinely enjoy making content. I genuinely enjoy going to school and getting work done for production stuff, but it gets very old and boring really quickly because, you know, we're used to being able to go out to dinner with our friends or go to a concert or go to a music festival or take a trip to see a family member or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's very much... It's very much of a different pace of life because maybe life would be like this in the past where you spend more time at home. You know, I guess after the Great Depression and stuff, it was kind of more like how it is now where everyone kind of stays at home with their family Mm -hmm. because of financial reasons. But now it's more because of these health concerns and because of the lack of money also, but mostly because health concerns. Yeah, totally. Um, It's unusual. I mean, I don't think anyone ever expected that we'd be going through this. And for me personally, I always thought I was an introvert, I think, until this happened. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize how extroverted I was. It's just. Yeah, like how much you need people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, oh honestly. Um, I totally feel that like at my apartment building, Jordan and I were sitting on this um at this little lounge area. And this guy was sitting like six feet away from us. But then we started talking and he's like, I haven't talked to people in so long. And we're like, same. Like, we've only talked to each other. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, except for people at the grocery store or something. and Or like people who are talking to like on text or FaceTime. You know, you're not really talking to people. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's funny, right? It's like I talked to my roommate and my mom in person. That's been it. And then uh, FaceTime and Zoom. That's that's the new right right the new situation it's so weird to see my classmates on zoom it's like it's so different because I actually feel like I can say more of what I think because as you know you know I'm a very outspoken person like I remember you went to one of my shows um like before we even became friends right. like you came to one of my shows at that cl- random ass club that at that random club in Burbank yeah and um my hometown I feel yeah Not my hometown yeah, but up? I live here now <laughs> Yeah, now it now it's your city girl. Yeah. You know, I have downtown, you have Burbank. We're probably moving to Hollywood or something. Who knows? But we were out there at that show and you came through and I just felt you a good energy. And people know that like my energy is very crazy, very extroverted, very you know, off the wall. But I feel like there's a lot of people in Zoom who didn't realize how outspoken I am because especially in production type classes, you know, I'll voice my opinion about people's scripts. I will pitch myself very confidently and I feel like I come across much more professionally on zoom because people have to listen to what I have to say because we are literally all on an even playing field now Mm -hmm. I feel like people try to use the excuse that I'm this crazy rapper or that I'm this or that and they want to think I'm beneath them in some way societally because I choose to be an artist but now that we're on zoom I feel like people are all on the same level and we are all in the same position so we all need to respect each other's opinions. I feel a lot of respect from people, like people who used to kind of tear me down or look down upon me. Now they're actually listening to what I have to say because they're kind of forced to. Yeah, I think it almost, this time almost establishes some common ground between everyone, you know, because we're all going through this in uh, a different way, but we're all going through it um, together, really, even though we're all apart. So Zoom meetings and uh, I've obviously, you know, moved towards that format professionally because I am working from home full time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is at first I was like, oh, my gosh, this is such a weird adjustment. But now it's just, you know, a part of my normal day since I've been doing this for the past like three weeks now. So I it's right. Same here. Yeah, I'm just used to it now. Um, yeah, like working out with friends on Zoom, yeah. doing happy hours, doing meetings. I feel like we are all in solidarity right now, despite the fact that we are all apart. I think that Lady Gaga on a live stream actually earlier today really put it very poetically. She was saying that all of us being separated, but all of us contributing toward the same cause by wearing masks and staying safe and keeping the elderly and the people more at risk safe. Mm-hmm we are actually working together and moving toward a more peaceful human relationship just with everyone. Yeah, totally. I I agree with that 100%. And I think since we were talking about um, like elections earlier and um, like the political sphere. So I wanted to say that obviously I hope that this time is more... um, 
urgent than ever for people to vote in November to I I don't know what that's going to look like obviously because we all know there's a lot of uncertainties with coronavirus but um, but hopefully everyone wants to go vote that's just so important Um, as much as I did um, hope that Bernie was going to potentially be the nominee um, I think it's still important to go show up in the election um, not just for the presidential race but for all the congressional races that are probably going to be really really close they always are um even in california people always think oh my gosh this is such a blue state we have honestly a lot of really tight races when it comes to congressional and state representatives mostly congressional but um but still it's so important to go um because that that's a way of you know feeling a little bit of ownership for what's going on, I think, because, you know, people want to sometimes complain, oh my gosh, I, I don't feel, you know, represented. I don't feel represented. I don't feel like my voice is heard. And those are very valid feelings, but really the best way to do that is to go out and vote. And here in California, it is probably the easiest state to vote in. Um, It's so easy to register by mail. We have same day registration. So it's Mm -hmm. now these changes were all implemented very recently. So anyone, even if you've never voted before, it's like easier than ever to go do it. Um, I will say too that, um, you know, political groups are still obviously active, but it's, it's different because most most meetings are going on via Zoom, but um, but campaigns are also active in that way. I think that uh, recently it's kind of been um, a little confusing, you know, what's going to happen with coronavirus? How long is this um, lockdown, <laughs> as, as some say, going to keep going on? Um, but I think as people get more like used to this uh, routine and really value the sentiment of, um, like you said, we're doing this so that people are healthy and we're, we're doing this because it's uh, the right and the responsible thing to do, that we're going to see um, a lot of things transitioning to mostly like online and phone kind of situations like through campaigns. So um, I know that some people are like virtually phone banking for candidates and things like that. So that's a really good way to get involved. If anyone, you know, wants to become more politically involved during this time, it's still really easy to do. Um, I think some people might not know that. Um, But I also wanted to mention that Um, For those that do have, you know, resources right now, um, like I know for me, I haven't been laid off from work, so I still feel very lucky and I've been trying to contribute, you know, as much as possible, Um, like donating to a local nonprofit, even if you give them like, you know, $25 or food banks um, is so it really goes a long way during this time because we have a lot of people out there that you know, they don't know where their next meal is coming from. So they, they're really relying on these, you know, these meals on wheels or these um, food bank type of services. Um, so I've been trying to give back to a few different organizations um, somewhat regularly during this time, just to make sure that, um, you know, they're still able to keep these programs afloat. Um, but, but obviously, like, you know, small donations are helpful and, um, and they really are going, I think, a longer way than ever with everything that's going on. Um, so I just wanted to mention that because, you know. <laughs> no, it's important for you to mention that because like also like for my Westies, like there are a lot of people who are really young women who um, and men who are fans of mine and they listen to this podcast pretty religiously And I think it's important that since I have the platform that I use it for good, just like Lady Gaga, you know, just like Halsey, just like all these people who have supported Bernie, supported women's rights, supported equal pay and all sorts of other rights that are seen as very liberal, but they should just be seen as basic rights for all humans. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important that we advocate for even the rights for elderly, the rights for homeless people, the rights for everyone who doesn't have access to what they need and if we don't talk about this in safe spaces, then who will, you know? Totally. Yeah. I think using your platform for good is always a great thing. So um, I'm happy that you wanted to talk about this kind of stuff today. 
because there are a lot of people who just won't talk about it like people will think oh you're a rapper you're not gonna talk about political stuff well if you i will because like being from dc even just i see how important it is to have your opinions spoken on a platform where people can listen to them because as much as you want to think that you as a singular individual do not have an effect on people you can if you are if you have very powerful opinions and if you voice yourself and you make yourself heard then you can actually change the world just as one person because there are a lot of people who don't know to vote or they just think oh you know now bernie's out of the race i don't have to vote because i wanted bernie because he's this he's that you know he's all the only thing i wanted in a candidate and i was going to support bernie as well i still support bernie as a candidate in the future and as a politician and as a former governor and everything but i think that it's very important to always just be involved and always understand who is the least bad candidate to vote for if the candidate you wanted is not in the running anymore. So, you know, I personally am going to be voting for Joe Biden and I have no problem saying that publicly because I do not want to see Trump in the presidency again, being from the DC area, which I've said a million times in this podcast, I know people who know Trump and he is just not, it's not even just on TV that he is so unprofessional and so just bigoted and racist and homophobic and exactly. sexist and a million other things. But we cannot let him become president again because as we can all see now, he makes false promises. You know, we've always been able to see this, but especially during the time of coronavirus, he makes false promises. He ensures things that are never going to happen. He tries to take away funding for research on this virus. He, he did that actually in 2017, 2018. He took away the funding for coronavirus research. And that is actually a major factor in why a lot of our country's elderly and more exposed are dead right now because of the fact that he took away that funding in this important virus research. It's messed up. No one in this position of president should be taking away funding from an imminent threat to the human race and then thinking that they could be president just after that for a second time after they already screwed everyone over so much. It's just messed up to me. Right? He is absolutely reckless. Um, He's just disgusting and self-centered. It bothers me so much. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I also stand firm um, in saying that I am going to vote for Joe Biden for president in November. Um, Obviously, I, I mentioned I did not vote for him in the primary election, but I think it's important for us, like, especially like you and me as young women that are engaged to say, hey, um, this is really important because while we know that certain political candidates may not appeal to everyone, um, I think that really you mentioned some of the things that are really at stake. And that is, of course, the health and I think public safety of, of Americans by having a leader that just doesn't prioritize um, human rights. He doesn't, Donald Trump doesn't look out for, um, you know, he doesn't look out for women. He doesn't look out for LGBT people. He doesn't look out for people of color. He doesn't look out for um, poor middle-class Americans. He, and he doesn't look out for any minorities either. Exactly. Like, people, like Jewish people, like they don't, he, people don't realize that Jews are a minority and that there's a lot of anti-Semitic hate crimes right now in this country. And he literally condones it every time something like that happened. Like, remember the Hanukkah stabbing where they killed that old man and they injured a bunch of people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't speak out at all about that. He just literally just let it breeze by him and didn't make any statements on anything pertaining to that. And I think that there are a lot of other minorities that are not represented either. Like, what about minorities from latin countries and places like that he always speaks down on people of latin or spanish descent and he acts like they're poor they don't need rights or something like that it's just messed up i just hate i just hate hearing it of course yeah immigrant rights are a really big one um he's just absolutely terrible when it comes to that and we have a lot at stake you know everyone knows about the ice raids and uh you know the children in cages and we need to acknowledge that if he becomes president for four more years we have four more years of that um and i think that that's what one of the images that need to stay stay in people's minds honestly and probably more of these uh hate crimes i mean let's let's be honest uh we I think at the federal level, we do need to implement some form of 
uh, stricter gun control. Just what what's happened is just so ridiculous and absurd. And it really needs to stop. And that really comes down to our our federal leaders as well. I mean, we have gun laws here in the state of California, but people from all across the country are just, I, I think it's just craziness personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that completely. And I feel like, especially as people in the entertainment industry and people who have influence over others and as people who are part of creative projects we need to advocate for everyone having their own rights everyone expressing themselves for who they are Mm -hmm. and really not letting people be in a position of power who are going to manipulate and turn all of us against one another but you know segueing into what I really want to talk with you about after this whole political side of things. I really want to talk to you about how you did the costumes on my Jewish-ish music video. Everyone go watch it on YouTube. Um, Amanda Rome West, you know. And uh, what you want to do more of in entertainment. Because you were telling me about how you love art and about how you love styling and everything. So I'd love if you would go into that with the Westies because I don't feel like people realize that you styled my clothes for this. Amazing, yeah. I'm really excited to talk about this too. Um, That, the Jewish-ish music video was just such a great opportunity and it was awesome collaborating with you. But really, I've always loved art. I've just kind of grown up with this affinity of it. And while I never really knew until recently that I was interested in the entertainment industry, I got um, involved with a film project. I want to say it was probably still less than two years ago. And I think I just helped out with set decorating. It was like um, some production design. I I was literally just putting up wallpaper all night and... um, decorating the set and it was a lot of fun it was just I don't know it it felt great to be a part of something you know it's like you're creating this world even if you're not the one who wrote it or you're not the one that maybe originally envisioned it it just was a great um you know feeling for me to create a world that was um you know it was the creative it was in someone else's style and it was just a fun experience. So after that, um, I actually went on to write um, and co-produce and actually do the costumes for my own short film. Um, it's called The First Color. And I wrote it based on my dad um, because my dad was diagnosed with ALS and passed away when I was a child. So um, I wrote a film to raise more awareness about ALS because I feel like a lot of people don't know much about it um, other than the ice bucket challenge that was popular years ago. Um, But I think that that was just so important for me. So um, to kind of just segue a little bit, um, we are, we've gotten accepted into two festivals uh, for that film. Um, One was Indie Fest, Indie Shorts Fest, and the other is another festival in New York called uh, the Rare Disease Film Festival. And we're still waiting on some others, but obviously everything has been so crazy because of coronavirus. But um, that was my first experience doing costuming for, uh, for a short film. And really, I just did it because um, we honestly, at that time, uh, me and uh, the director, Erica, were looking for costume designers. And we just didn't know anyone that was going to really like dive into it and fit the part. So um, obviously, it was a small indie production. So we did everything on a small budget that literally we crowdfunded, we got Uh, we asked our our friends and family to donate money and it was fantastic Um, but we just needed someone to do the costumes and I was like okay um, I'm just gonna do the costumes and I'm gonna see how this works out and it was just such a fun experience to create different um, looks for the characters that really embodied what those characters were experiencing obviously with with my film that I wrote it was a much different tone um but I think that's where I really started to get um the idea that I love doing costumes design and styling and after that that's when we met um I I worked as a costume designer for uh Reed's film and that's where we met on set and that was crazy that was so much fun that was just us (laughs) um I was creating the most wild um 
I want to say like 70s and 80s. It was kind of a combination. It wasn't even a period piece. Um, the best way I can describe it is Rugrats cartoons. That was, <laughs> th- those are the costumes, right? It was, it was so much fun. It was so out there. Um, but I just had a blast. Um, and that was, that was a pretty um, crazy endeavor. I actually created some pieces for that, that I custom painted, like I custom painted a watch for that. And it was just, uh, I didn't even know that, um, you know, I, I didn't even think I was going to do things like that, but it was a lot of fun. And I was really excited when you asked me to do the Jewish-ish music video because um, I was obviously really excited to work with you. Um, you just have such uh, an amazing personality and you're such like the life of the party. So I was really excited to see what you had in store to work on. And um, I didn't envision that we were going to go vintage for it at first. I was like, okay, Uh, (laughs) because, you know, I've seen your style. I obviously, I went to your show and um, I've met you. I follow you on social media. So I know that your style, you love doll skill. You love, (laughs) you love (laughs) your shoes. You have amazing shoes. Um, you love your sunglasses and, uh, and, you know, like the dresses that are just like amazing. So I kind of envisioned something more like that, like a little bit more like streetwear kind of influenced, um, but still with like the, um, you know, sophistication and like the shoes and things like that. So that was kind of what I was thinking, or I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to want to do like a wig or you know those sort of things <laughs> that are just fun and um and you know kind of like out there and I was really excited for it but then you're um we were talking um with the director and uh we we're just like okay let's do uh you want to do a marvelous uh, Mrs. Maisel theme and I literally went home that night and I watched that show for the first time and I was so inspired by it. The costumes of that show, I will say they're incredible. They're so beautiful. They're yeah. so good. Like I love that show so much. Like I feel like I'm the modern marvelous Mrs. Maisel because no one expected her to be a comedian. Just like no one expected me to be a rapper. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people who are like, oh, she's a rapper. And I feel like it was so cool to have all those details that you yeah, put into it. That was honestly such a fun experience. So I was really excited after I watched that. I was just like, okay, I'm really excited to create this 1950s look with a modern twist and I really think we captured that I will say your music video Jewish-ish my proudest work for costumes I just think that the looks came out so amazing and I was so hyped about that we changed so quick I know it was such a crazy experience trying to change really quickly and literally the canner's bathroom but we did it we pulled it off Yeah, thanks to you, you know, like, I love the, all the vintage sunglasses, the Gucci headscarf, um, all the Star of David necklaces, the long vintage gloves, just so Maisel. And yeah, I just really love how the costumes were so unique and really set the tone and told yes. the story. Because I, because Jewish issues is not just about the Jewish culture. It's, it's very much about expressing yourself and being who you are, being confident um, showing your roots, you know, no matter what culture you come from. And I feel like that's why people love the song and the video so much because I I hate nothing more than rappers who just pose as someone else's culture. You know, there's a lot of white rappers who pose mm-hmm. as black culture. There's a lot of black rappers who pose as white culture. There's a lot of, you know, you name it. Every, every culture tries to be another culture just kind of to expose it or to take the best parts of it to showcase themselves. And I think that it's very cool that we took advantage of my own culture, my own experiences, um for the video and we just really made it yeah absolutely I think that it really was true to you like like you said and we did this cool vintage theme but it still had elements of your personality and it told you know your story and it was just fantastic it was an awesome experience um oh yeah I'm so glad you had so much fun I hope that we I hope and I look forward to working on more films and tv shows and music videos with you and I love your style and how we very much play off one another with um, each other's ideas. And it'd be so cool if you worked on more music videos with me sometime soon. I mean, I'm dropping my second album, the Ashkenazi album in uh, June. And, you know, once we can go out and do stuff, let's do some videos with Sharona, some other people. Yes, I am so down too. That's, I'm really excited. 
Oh my gosh, and you made Lucas Roth's outfit. Oh so yeah, cute too. it was awesome working with Lucas too. He's amazing. He's very cool. Yeah, but that was just so much fun working with you. And I think it's very cool that you just have multiple jobs and multiple interests in several different industries and how you slay it. And I think that there's a lot of people who don't have the confidence that you and I have where it's like, okay, I'm going to work in the music industry and the entertainment industry or politics and entertainment and work in this side of things and pitch myself and create my own stuff. So I'd love if you would talk. Yeah, totally. So um, kind of like I was talking about earlier, I've never really had a dream job. I don't know. Like I've never had this one place where I want to be, you know, for some people that's being a lawyer or whatever it is, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's fantastic. But I think I was really hard on myself for a long time for not really seeing where I fit in because I do have a creative side and, um, and, you know, I like to get into political issues too. I like policy. I like research. So I have, um, you know, a few different interests going on. So I was like, uh, am I just weird and confused? I need to, you know, make up my mind about what I want to do. But I don't think it's necessary for anyone to just have, you know, one job or put too much pressure on themselves to like find this perfect job because, you know, obviously a job is only a part of your, you know, it's not your whole identity in the first place, right? You can have one job and then you can have a side hobby that you're actually maybe more passionate about, but you just don't make a bunch of income from that. Like that's perfectly fine. I mean, I think that that's kind of what I've been doing with the, you know, film industry in a way. Um, I would love to make more content and, you know, maybe make another short film, uh, work on more music videos with you, um, you know, get into other uh, ways of creating. I, I love that. And I've felt really passionately about that. Um, but you know, I do like my job and, um, I think that I'm comfortable having um, nine to five types of jobs. I've, I've had those, you know, since I've graduated from college. So I'm also very used to that as well. So, um, so it's really for me, um, I feel passionate about having an outlet, you know, about creating art. And I've been able to find a pretty good outlet um, working in costumes, um, doing a little bit of screenwriting, learning a little bit of producing. So um, I'm definitely more interested in in doing that in the future. But I guess for anyone that um, thinks that they may want to try something, you know, in the entertainment industry, you know, they just want to write their own scripts, you know, don't stop yourself from doing that just because you think that you don't have the um, background to do that, you know, because you've never done it before. Because the reality is you'll just never know. Um, You know, you go on the rest of your life wondering, oh my gosh, what if I did this? Or what if I did that? So it's really never too late to get started on whatever, you know, you feel like you might be passionate about and really just pursue it, um, you know, however is best for you. I guess that's all I can say. I totally feel that. I just, I just feel that because we're both pretty early on in our careers, you know, it's very stressful, but there's not a better time than now um, while we're young to work your butt off, you know, take the risks in the career paths that we've been pursuing, try out different jobs, experience different things. You know, I am very much someone in the same way of working nine to five or whatever it is, 10 to six, usually in production. I like to work really long hours or work office regular hours just to be able to feel like, okay, this is a stable job. I'm moving forward. I'm moving up um, on the production ladder. You know, I don't really like to feel like I'm always wondering where my next job's going to come from. And I don't, I'm not really like a freelance PA type. I'm more of a full-time production um, assistant to the producer type person, and then going to move up to being producer and executive producer on TV and film stuff. So it's really not easy to make it in the film industry. And it's, it's really not easy to get elected into office, like you were saying, but there just have to be people who want to do this stuff. And there's just, we all just need to be telling our own stories because as authentic people, we need to be coming forward with what we have to say, our opinions, our thoughts, our dreams, our hopes and everything. Because there are tons of people who do not have the resources like we have to be able to tell our stories or to be able to create all these pieces of content like we're able to. And I feel so lucky to be one of the people who are able to make these YouTube and TikTok and IG and Patreon and podcast things. You know, I really love to 
inspire others and help other people realize oh I can achieve my dreams I just have to work hard yeah totally and I think that it's really nice that we have resources out here like uh like YouTube and TikTok and other video streaming platforms because you know anyone who is interested in these kind of arts you know at least has some access to it um I think in like a different way that you know, we didn't have in the past. And I see that there are a lot of really creative and interesting and funny people out there just by, you know, watching YouTube videos or watching people's TikToks even, even though it's sillier and shorter and obviously people make fun of it. But I think, um, you know, there's just so many people out there with a lot of talent and a lot of stories to tell, you know, regardless of um, maybe who they are and what what they do as their day job and what their talents are like um, I think those are some ways technology has made us feel you know maybe more connected especially in a time like this yeah I think it really helps us to all be connected I think that it's really cool that we're working together and other people like us mm-hmm. can all work together because we're people who have stories to tell and we work really hard to accomplish our goals and we're just very real on it. There are a lot of people who I think want to be able to tell their stories or they would tell their stories really well, but they don't have the motivation or the resources mm-hmm. to do it. And I think that in this position, it's really smart that we're using this time to our advantage, to advocate for what we believe in, to put out the content that we feel is most representative mm-hmm. of who we are and to just inspire people. Like I know I keep saying it, but inspiring people is really important. Because there are a lot of people who aren't very forward about what they want to say or their opinions or their thoughts. And there are people who feel the same way as we do um, about politics, about entertainment, about, you know, any issue, you name it. But I would just say that there there are people like us who have to be the ones to speak out for them and be the ones to advocate for people with very liberal opinions and people with different lifestyles because not everyone's going to be so Yeah, I think it's it's honestly sometimes about confidence and believing in yourself a little bit like believe me I was the most insecure person um I went to high school I grew up around Temecula and I just feel like I didn't fit in uh, like all my life growing up and then obviously as an adult I figured some things out um I became more confident myself I um in an am an openly gay woman uh living in the Los Angeles area so I think Uh, this has been a point where I feel like I'm able to be myself and thrive a little bit more. And um, I just really hope that everyone that is like struggling, whether it's with that, you know, like their identity or, um, you know, anyone that feels insecure and like they can't accomplish their goals, like just doesn't listen to um, any of the negativity that's out there. Because I think if I like let people um you know control my self-esteem and my confidence in myself by saying like thinking I was like you know worthless for being like different and gay and that sort of thing I think I just wouldn't be where I am today and I wouldn't be happy I think is the um important takeaway yeah I think there are a lot of people who um are very different and we don't have the time to just be hiding it or to be always worried about what people think or what people have to say. I think it's really important that people like you who are openly gay or openly different from everyone else, you know, I'm someone who's very openly different from everyone. I have ADHD. Um, I've been very public about that. I've been very public about my having very different opinions than a lot of people and living a very different lifestyle than most people. Um, Just, you know, pursuing my dreams and doing what I want to do with my life. And there are a lot of people who won't be so forthcoming and take the leap and really just be themselves. So I'm really proud of you for doing that because there's a lot of people who do not have the courage to make that happen. Mm -hmm. There are just people out there who need to be told, okay, you're gay, so come out. Okay, you want to be a rapper, so rap. You know, you want to be a politician, go work at a politician's office. There are a lot of people who don't realize that they could just make the decision to make it happen and to be themselves and not get hate for it. They can, they can find people who accept them for who they are. You know, I'm really glad that we became such good friends and we became really good friends in a pretty short amount of time, just because we have very similar beliefs and points of view. And I think that it's a very good example of the fact that we can all be friends and we can all connect and share our points of view and everything without, without getting, 
a lot of negativity from it. You know, I'm someone who has had a lot of people hate on me for just being myself and making my music and my videos and being an influential person in society. Um, you know, people are always going to have something to say about you and you just can't worry about what they have to say because as long as you're living your truth, that's all. A hundred percent. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'm glad we became friends. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We need to do like a Zoom happy hour later. Like you're saying, watch the, watch the, um, the global world concert or whatever it's called with the WHO. Let's do it. I'm down. I think it's. <laughs> Yes, I think it's really, I think it's just really awesome that all of us can connect and be friends, no matter what sexual orientation, you know, I think it's important that we can all actually talk about these topics, um, especially on yeah. this type of platform. Oh my gosh, representation in the media, it can be kind of a wild ride because, you know, it is, there are so many countless portrayals of, um, you know, queer relationships, gay relationships that are just toxic. They're just like over the top and dramatic. And I think that people do think that that's how things are. And obviously it's, it just isn't. <laughs> yeah, like I know. The L word and stuff like that. Like I love that show, but they're just so like savage. I love the like, L word. You know, okay. it helps me come out of the closet. <laughs> so I, it's always had a special place in my heart, but the relationships in the show are just so toxic. And so, um, so unrealistic, really, if you like want to dive into, into that, they're just, I don't know anyone that has that sort of drama in their daily lives. So, um, but, but yeah, like you're saying, I think that <laughs> it's, it's important that people don't, um, have their perceptions of people, you know, a hundred percent controlled by media, but, um, unfortunately until there are more people out there that are, you know, telling stories from the perspective, like, you know, queer filmmakers, women, um, uh, minorities, people of color, then unfortunately some of those, I think stereotypes are gonna, you know, be pervasive in the media. And, you know, it's, it does suck to see. Um, nothing is perfect. No portrayal is, is always gonna work for every person. And I think that that's why um, maybe we have to move away from having like, um, oh my gosh, Disney unveiled a gay character, you know, like when that was like a big thing. Yeah, move away yeah, from all cause... of that. Cause like, even as a Jewish woman, I see that like as, even just my culture just seeing how people are like oh there's a show on netflix about jews oh so then if they all have to wear clothes down to their ankle and down to their elbow and they all have to say these prayers and jump in a circle three times and not use their phone on this or that day whatever whatever extremist rules that some elements of judaism has like on the orthodox and hasidic level people associate that with just being jewish at all so then they come to me and they're like so how come you're all in the camera wearing sexy clothes or revealing looks and you're you're rapping very um just explicitly and being very face to face with people like not even face to face like up in their face just just telling them what you think and i think that people don't realize that i'm reformed jewish and people are very quick to judge me and very quick to say oh well if you're jewish then why are you doing this or that well i never said i was extremely devout and orthodox so i think that there need to be a step back in society and be like oh hold up you know i'm making a lot of assumptions about these people these people i don't know anything exactly about. yeah we do see a lot of that which you know it sucks but um but like the same with lesbian culture too like 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 we're saying the l word and all these shows where they're like oh the first gay character in disney oh the first this and that like it doesn't need to be about the first gay character in Disney, it should be the story about this person who's an individual who happens yeah, to be gay. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's the way that people frame it a lot of times that makes it kind of, you know, weird for people. Um, like, personally, I, I obviously love to see representation um, of LGBT people in the media. And I am like the, the probably the number one consumer of um, LGBT shows and everything. You know, I've I've watched everything under the sun. I love Sense8. I, I do love the L word, even though especially the old seasons yeah. have some questionable, you know, portrayals of uh, the trans community and bisexuals. I think that they did a little bit of a better job in this season of at least being more um I don't know, holistic when it comes to their approach and obviously not making problematic mm -hmm. jokes and things like that. So, um, yeah, but I feel like TV used to be like that. I used to be able to say all like Jordan and I have been rewatching old seasons of Community. Yeah. We love that show. 
And they're, they're, they just say so much racist stuff in there and so much sexist stuff. And it's seen as funny for the time. Like, oh, yeah, 2007 or whatever, 2009, whatever it was. Um, yeah, no, no, it's funny. It's funny because they're using it in a comedical context. Yeah, so it's funny. But it, at the same time, you could look at it from another perspective and be like, that's offensive oh, yeah. to people. Totally. So I feel like there, there's a big there's a big gap in that area that gray space where it's like is this acceptable or am I offending yeah and I do think that we've seen in like recent tv shows um obviously think a lot of things change and one of the things I think is like for the better is that we haven't seen um you know these kind of jokes be as pervasive and I mean that's that's a huge step um obviously there's there's a lot long way to go in terms of representation in the media and you know changing ideas of of what people think about like you know especially minorities and um and kind of like characterizing people in certain categories like you were saying um but you know, we we have come a long way from like the first season of the L Word or the old episodes of Community. Um, so it's kind of weird watching those things. Like watching those old TV shows for me is like, oh, that it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs> like I don't know, <laughs> but um, but it's good to see. Like at least in the example of the L Word, like the new season, they've really moved past some of the mistakes that they made in the past and trying to make it at least a more inclusive and maybe a slightly more realistic show. It's even hard to, you know, call TV shows realistic because obviously the, it is meant to entertain and to tell a story and, you know, maybe have some drama and some action. So, um, so you know, I'm not going to tell anyone to like, oh, watch this. It's going to be so great for you because, you know, everyone yeah. is going to react differently. Maybe someone loves it. Maybe someone, it just doesn't do it for them, you know? There's, yeah, there's always going to be different points of view. I totally feel that. And I think it's important that we're talking about this because there are a lot of people who don't realize like, yeah, like, of course you want to watch stuff that has a very like big shock value and, you know, it could be very making very... um you know, as, as a business of entertainment major at USC, there are a lot of pieces of content that make wild claims or very big assertions about certain people mm-hmm. and certain cultures and certain races and sexual identities and everything like that. But that's more for the entertainment value. But there's a difference when it's for the entertainment value versus like insulting people. Yeah. Because, for example, for example, you know, with, um, let's say, shows that really highlight gay people as very flaming gay like in uh, one of my favorite shows Broad City you know the little gay guy I think it, what's his name I forget his name but he's so funny have you, have you seen the show? I haven't actually oh my god you have to see it well this little, it's this little gay guy you know he's flaming gay and everyone can have their own um, interpretation of what their sexuality is but there was a lot of critiques on how they made him seem very like effeminate or whatever it's like well what if that's what he wanted to do like what if that's how they wanted to portray him like what if that's the way that this character that they based off of someone in real life was or is yeah so we can we can make all sorts of claims about how people are stereotyping and people are you know kind of categorizing people but that's always going to be an issue in society as long as there are opinions people are not going to agree with them that's true and i i think that like you're right and in saying that some people are going to watch that character and like maybe identify with that character or like you know relate to that character in a certain way and like for a lot of people like i'll i'll watch that show and i'm sure i won't relate in a lot of ways to that character but uh maybe i'll i'll still think it's a good show or still think it's funny um so some i think that it's really just comes down to the representation and you know portraying like this person as like the one gay character or like you know the one jewish character it just it makes you know things feel a little weird for people that are a part of those communities i think right i think it makes people feel a little bit uncomfortable but you know um totally you know just to close that just to close that topic out i think that 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 it there is something to be said for having dramatic effect versus offending people yeah 100 <laughs> we'll, we'll have to make another podcast about that i one, know you know? seriously <laughs> a whole other topic to go into, <laughs> like for real but um it was so good having you on the show you know about to go take my quarantine walk amazing film yes i do yeah yeah okay well it was so good just having you come on the show to talk about politics entertainment 
COVID, how it's affecting everyone, all of that. Yeah, so wow. If you want to plug yourself, I'd love it if everyone would go to give you a follow because you are such an interesting person and you have so much to say. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it's honestly always amazing talking to you, but really great diving into all these crazy topics. I had such a good time. Um, but I don't know, yes. should I share like my Instagram or like, is that? Yeah, okay? your Instagram, TikTok, wherever you want people to see you. Girl. Okay, um, I'll share my Instagram. Um, so it's at Hannah G. Kelly. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-G and Kelly with an E-Y. So if anyone wants to give me a follow, say hi, you know, I'm a pretty friendly person. Um, <laughs> I'm probably the most active on that. I've been active on TikTok lately. You can find me. I think H.G. Kelly is my username. So um, but Instagram is where I'm at for the most part. So um yeah. yeah thank you so much again for having me yeah of course and we'll we'll have a little facetime uh happy hour later yeah. watch the lady gaga show totally yes well bye queen bye